Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Corbett Report. I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and you are tuned into Solutions Watch, that regular weekly B program where week after week after week, we, that is you and myself, are here engaged in the enterprise of rolling up our sleeves and seeing what we can do to affect change in this world. And sometimes, as you know, we talk about the small ideas, and sometimes we talk about the big ideas, and sometimes we talk about how to connect those two. And I think... Today's episode might fall into that particular crack. What am I talking about? Well, to set the table for today's conversation, perhaps you remember way back on Monday (laughs) when I released episode 450 of the Corbett Report podcast on who will fact check the fact checkers? I will. In which, well, I looked at a number of the fact checkers, disinformation board governors, and other assorted quasi-would-be Orwellian journalists who are countering the the wave, the, the spread of online disinformation, etc. And you, if you did see that, great, and you will know who I'm talking about next. If you didn't see it, go take a look at it. I think it's worth your time and attention. But specifically today, let's hone in on one of those clown world foot soldiers of the Infowar that I highlighted on episode 450, Mariana Spring, who, as I say, will already be, I'm sure, very familiar to my British audience, but for the rest of the audience, again, if you missed episode 450, I did go into some detail about Mariana Spring, the disinformation specialist at the BBC, and some of the, uh, well, the disinformation she spread about herself in her own CV, and by disinformation, I of course mean lying. She lied on her CV, but in order to prove that she's a good, respectable, integral uh, journalist with a lot of integrity or Something along those lines. Anyway, ridiculous story. I'll put the links again in the show notes in case you missed that episode and the the article that we were looking at. But you might, after having watched episode 450, you might think to yourself, if you're, again, not steeped in BBC propaganda, you might think, well, you know, who is Mariana Spring? What does she really talk about anyway? I mean, yeah, okay, she lies about herself and her own background in order to try to secure employment as a disinformation specialist. But what does she talk about? Maybe she says truthful things about what she's writing about. (laughs) Well, let's examine that today, shall we? So let's go to BBC News, why not? And we'll take a look at this 11th of June 2023 post, The Light, inside the UK's conspiracy theory newspaper that shares violence and hate, which you will notice is, of course, by the aforementioned Mariana Spring, and which features this ominous-looking picture of Darren Nesbitt the founder of the light newspaper, and look at him surrounded by these extremist phrases and rhetoric about no to NATO and climate hoax and media is the virus and no great reset. How dare he? How absolutely dare he? Look at this menacing man. <laughs> anyway, with with that table being set in that particular way, let's take a look at what Mariana Spring had to write about Darren Nesbitt and the light newspaper. Uh, it starts by saying a UK conspiracy theory newspaper... Notice the framing immediately off the bat. Sharing calls for trials and... Sharing calls, interesting weasel word, for trials and executions of politicians and doctors. Really, is that what the light newspaper is about? I am shocked and offended, and we should scrub this from the face of the planet, right? Has links with... Links with, more weasel words, the British far right, whatever that means in the Mariana Spring context, and a German publication connected to a failed coup attempt the BBC can reveal. (laughs) Man, I hate every single aspect of this type of writing. And of course, this is the journalistic 
I won't even say gobbledygook. It is finely tailored and crafted. It is its own language. And it is designed, of course, to make you think and believe certain things about subjects even before you start reading about them. And, I mean, we could pick apart every single part of this. The conspiracy theory newspaper. I mean, uh, of course, I've made entire episodes about the C word. Um, sharing calls for trials and executions. What does that mean exactly? Well, we'll get into that in this article, I imagine. Links with the British far right and a German publication connected to a failed coup attempt. Wow. <laughs> Sensational lead there, Mariana. And then tops it all off with the BBC can reveal. Oh, can it? Wow. Thank you. I should start, I should write, I should write a parody of this style at some point just to show how easy it is to do and how meaningless. But anyway, I think you know where this is going. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. Horrible newspaper that's that has at least 100,000 copies a month being distributed. 18,000 followers on social media site Telegram. Blah, blah, blah. Hateful and violent rhetoric. Da, da, da. Local leaders have accused it of inflaming division and harassment. Have accused it of inflaming division and harassment. Okay, well, first of all, what does any of that mean? As uh, Stuart Chase? I'm blanking on the name. Um, I believe episode 350? Or was it episode 351? I'm blanking on the number. <laughs> Talking about the, uh, the the politics of uh, of language and newspeak and all of that. And, uh, you know, he would interpret this as blab blab, because that's all this is. Local leaders have accused this newspaper of inflaming division and harassment. A, what does any of that mean? B, I thought, I was under the impression that my entire life I have been taught that censorship and and book burning and stopping people from speaking was the the high mark of tyranny that is what tyranny is about and letting people speak and letting people share their ideas as misguided as they may be is the heart of this democracy that we're all supposed to salute and get so excited about right it's just constantly amazing to me how completely that is being flipped on its head to the point where hey, someone is accusing this thing of inflaming division. Therefore, therefore, and this is the big therefore, that they never quite come out and state as clearly as uh, as you, as as we know that they are saying. But at any rate, they are saying, so this should be censored. That is the long and short of this. Anyway, it goes on and on in the style you would expect, talking about things that were shared by the Light account on Telegram, which they do uh, go on to say, well, Darren says, you know, he doesn't even control the Telegram account, so... It's not like it's his personal viewpoint and everything. But anyway, shared and endorsed content. Shared and endorsed. So those are two separate activities, sharing something and endorsing something. And how does the BBC determine which is which? What what particular words are they looking for, etc.? And shared posts from an extreme group called Alpha Men Assemble and blah, blah, blah. Okay, until finally we get to actually the person they are ostensibly talking about here, who can maybe speak for himself a little bit, right? Darren Nesbitt, editor of The Light, defended calls in his paper to use force against aggressors in power, telling the BBC it would be a matter of self-defense in circumstances, such as the government ordering another lockdown, or what he described as forced evacuations, which I will note is a completely non-controversial statement in most contexts. For example, if you were to argue with Mariana Spring, well, at what point when and you have the, the Nazi regime or the Soviet regime or whatever trying to lock people down and put them on cattle carts and shipping them off to concentration camps or gulags, would would those people being rounded up have the right to resist? Is is there such a thing as self-defense in that case? I, I, I imagine Mariana Spring would say yes, but not in any other case. Not Certainly not in any context 
in the Western world. Anyway, anyway, it shouldn't even matter what you think about that particular statement and whatever. Again, I thought free speech was the the hallmark, was the not not just the 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 sine qua non, but the the, the very the very lifeblood of this democracy that we're constantly told we are living under, right? Anyway, um, yada yada. They talk about this German newspaper that they mention on and off ominously throughout the the uh, the article, but don't really explain until later on. And then um, they get to uh, referring to concerns about the wider conspiracy theory movement more generally. So not talking about the light newspaper, <laughs> which is the ostensible part of this article, right? The UK's head of counterterrorism policing, Matt Jukes, has told the BBC they are currently seeking evidence of conspiracy theories being interwoven with extremism, and that this connection is very much on our radar and in our sites as investigators. Again, what does any of this mean? We're very interested in studying the effects of uh, cocaine on lab rats. I mean, okay, great, wonderful. Well, tell me what you conclude when you conclude it. Just having a quote from someone just saying that the topic of conspiracy theory and extremism, again, two woolly-headed phrases that mean anything they want to anyone at all at any time, and looking for some connection. Oh, wow, they're looking for some connection. Again, it's totally meaningless, and it provides nothing of value to this article, but hey, it sounds ominous, doesn't it? Anyway, yada, yada, yada. Look, this is all based on an interview that Mariana Spring conducted with Darren, or is it Darren conducted with Mariana? Because they met together, and they conducted a conversation, and he interviewed her for the paper as she interviewed him for this hit piece. And he uh, w- agreed to participate on the, uh, the, the condition that he be allowed to record it, the entire interview. And I'm glad he did, because, uh, trust me, when they come for the hit pieces on the Corbett Report, that will be my condition as well. Eh, okay, as long as I can record the complete conversation and release it so that people can see how the conversation actually went. Well, it, he did release it. And you can go now and watch the entire three-hour conversation that he had with Marina Spring and come to your own conclusions about how off, off base and out to lunch this article is. And I have a lot to say about basically every part of this. And well, there's a lot to say, but it boils down for the purposes of today to this. Why do they care? Why are the Mariana Springs and the other hound dogs and attack dogs of the disinformation space out there trying to police this content? Why does it worry them so much? It comes down to this. Set up in 2020 as a print publication, the light is distributed in about 30 places across the UK, such as Brighton, Thetford, Stroud, Plymouth, Oxford, Bristol, Manchester, and Glastonbury. Local conspiracy theory groups place bulk orders and distribute them on the streets for free. So, here is the big looming threat that we are supposed to be quivering, just uh, wetting our diapers about, oh, won't the government or the BBC or some police force or something, somebody do something about this horrible scourge of people printing newspapers and other people being excited about that and buying them and giving them out to people for free? What? What is the crime here? What is the what is the problem? I know. Oh, it's it's been accused of inflaming division. It's this malinformation we're hearing about. Yes, it's technically true, but it's it's bad for the government. So so we will ban it. There is no crime here. This is not do we live in anything resembling the free society we were always taught we lived in? Well, Clearly not if the BBC has its way and is successful in its various campaigns to scrub things like this out. But here's the underlying question. Why do they care so much about this newspaper that they make an entire hit piece devoted specifically to it? Well, this should not be all of that confusing a subject for 
Corbett reporters, especially devotees of Solutions Watch, who will be able to cast their minds back all the way to December of 2021, where I had Solutions Watch on how to make your own newspaper, where I talked about the fact that it's actually not that technologically difficult at this point. In fact, there are templates out there that are provided by people like Ernie Hancock of Freedoms Phoenix and others that I'm sure you could find easily, uh, where you just basically plug in your articles and you could get them printed up at relatively low cost. And at any rate, there's clearly a market out there for it. People who are willing to act as distributors, willing to buy bulk orders and go give them out to people on the street for free. Hey, awesome. This is a thing. And it isn't just the light. This is happening in a lot of places around the world, as we will be touching on here in this edition of Solutions Watch, because I wanted to follow up on that how to make your own newspaper edition of Solutions Watch, or make your own newspapers, with the fact that, yes, this is this is something that's happening. It's actually happening, and it's, it's reaching hundreds of thousands of people in the UK, hundreds of thousands of people in Canada every single month, let alone people in Ireland and Australia and, and Germany and other places where this is happening. And th- I think one of the reasons why this worries the powers that shouldn't be, is because this is a print publication that avoids the digital dragnet of the digital gulag that is being set up. It's going, doing the end run around all of this infrastructure of information censorship control that they're putting into place right now. The Mariana Springs of the world want to be the gatekeepers of what you see, what you hear, what you read, what you think. And they can't do that in the case of a print publication that's being given out to people willy-nilly. No, 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 no. So they they have to go after... Yes, of course they have to go after the Corbett Reports and other online outlets and get them scrubbed from YouTube and what have you. But boy, those print publications, that's a real problem. And we have to make the public scared of this. That is why they're attacking. So as I say, do not let me or anyone else prejudge or pre-bias things for you. Go watch their three-hour conversation in its entirety, unedited. Don't take Mariana Springs' word for it. Don't take James Corbett's word for it. Don't take Darren Nesbitt's word for it. Just go watch the conversation. Listen to them in their own words. Come to your own conclusions about what they said and what they didn't say and what it means and what it doesn't mean. But having, you know, having done that myself and come to my own conclusions, I recently had the chance to reach out and talk to Darren Nesbitt, and give him a chance to talk a little bit about the light, how it came together, what he's seeking to do with it, and how other people can be doing the exact same thing in their neck of the woods, wherever they happen to be living. It's actually not as difficult as you think, and uh, I think this is an inspiring story. So let's cut to some, some of that conversation that I had with Darren Nesbitt of The Light Paper at thelightpaper.co.uk. So we were organising coaches to the massive protests in London, and um, from then the idea was the, the idea was spawned to start a newspaper, start a, a truth paper. Um, and it, it, I've got no published experience. I'm a, I'm a songwriter, I'm a musician from Manchester. Um, but the way it's all come together, it's independently distributed by activists all over the country. It's written by obviously independent writers. Um, there is no control over what we put out obviously it's got to be lawful um and other than that for three years we're about to celebrate our, our third birthday for three years we've been we've been putting millions of copies uh, of the paper around the country um and yeah it's it's, it's doing a brilliant job um you know there is one there is an actual light in australia there's an irish light 
Obviously, you know, it's Brothers in Canada. There's a German free, tr- a free truth paper and uh, Democratic Widerstand. And there's a Dutch one, Der Andere Kant. Um, waiting for ones for the States. But it's it's basically it's um, advanced pamphleteering. So all the news that, that the BBC is not reporting, even as simple as this is the legislation that they're passing. There you go. You know, that was the original purpose of the first English newspaper was literally just a publication of what the crown was doing and, you know, the official court documents and what have you. So that was what this was all supposedly about in the first place, just to keep people informed. But as you say, pamphleteering, that should ring a bell with any of my viewers who remember the Media Matrix series and the fact that it was, you know, people like Patrick Henry publishing Common Sense, this little pamphlet that ended up helping to spark a revolution. Um, It has happened. It can happen. It can happen again. Um, At any rate, it certainly gets people informed and thinking and together. So tell me about the response that you've seen to this. The fact that you are still here after three years for an independent, independently distributed, uh, independently published uh, uh, newspaper is incredible in and of itself. So tell us about that response that you've had so far. Um, well, yeah, it's, te- it's testament to the to the power of the network of, of people that kind of you know really got going up twenty twenty. You know, uh, it's 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 not it's not an organisation, but it's organised, and it's not um, th- there's no structure, but everybody knows their roles. So it's, I, I don't I, I, I still don't know how it, how it happens. Because um, even though we've been doing it for three years now, it still feels like it's fresh, it's new. It's you know, uh, w- you know, what does real journalism look like, and 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 what have you. It's a labour of love to do it, and um, it's supported all over the country wherever we go. And what distributors have told us, um, when we started it late 2020, going into 2021, they had serious problems, obviously, passing them out. We used to get grief. Um, we obviously it was the height of the height of the fear. Um, and like, you know, most people are like, oh, that's it. It's completely turned around now three years later. So people will come looking for, have you got any more of those papers? Have you got this month's paper? Um, the, the the new influx is it, it, it's brilliant and it's heartening as well. Um, it allows us to obviously, you know, um, um, connect, with, connect with people. But also the point of a newspaper or a pamphlet um, is that you don't know where it's going to end up. So if it gets left on a tube, or you know, in a pub or hairdressers, wherever, um, you don't know who's gonna who's, who might see it, who might get sparked because we can't wake anybody anybody up directly. All we can do is sow seeds, sow seeds, sow seeds. And for me, you know, w- words is the game. That's all we have. You know, what I mean, we, 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 we know it's not. Um, they want they want us to get violent. Um, hopefully, taking down a few less cameras and. All the surveillance equipment will be as far as the, the general public go, um, and um, yeah, at the end of the day, it, it, the light paper shows what we can do together as a network. Of, so, saying uh, no publishing experience, no previous experience running a paper, did a bit of writing, a little bit of organising, managing, and stuff. So, a few few little skills. But what Hemisphere have got is, is new sense, um, which is the obviously the the the, um, the nose whether to include which stories to include and, and which and which not to which which you know you do really really well you you, you know how to pick them and, and how not to pick them you know what i mean how to pick how to avoid them um yeah you know 
it, it strikes me you have your fans, but you you also have some interesting detractors. Tell us about Mariana Spring. Well, I'd love to, but she's disappeared. Um, big story a week or so ago. Um, obviously, she lied on her CV. This is the BBC's disinformation expert. Yeah. I uh, root out disinformation and liars and the harms that may cause. And uh, yeah, I think the Mail or the Telegraph exposed exposed it. Uh, you know, she she lied about working with the BBC. Uh, and funny enough, she's not, she hasn't been sacked, which any normal organisation would do. Say, yeah, sorry, we're trying to be a truthful organisation. Let's give a lie. Obviously, everybody lies on the CV, but you've been caught, and it's a big story. All they're doing was keep you quiet. For a, just just go on holiday for a few months, and it'll all blow over. We'll do the Russell Brand thing and this, that, and the other. And you can so she'll 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 reappear. Um, and all, all the the only yeah that interview came about because um she pestered me and pestered me and pestered me. And at first it was like no, go away. And I don't know who you are and what you're doing. Um, and then it was like well they're gonna they're gonna run this story anyway. They're gonna cut. They're gonna they're gonna write you know whatever they want to write. So at least we could sit down. We can film it. Um, and you can see it's having a, a reasonable conversation. Just a normal bloke who doesn't trust anything that the government tells them. Um, and, uh, you know, pe- people that go and, go, go and look from that, their, their hit piece was their hit piece. They wrote the same story whether the metals or not. You know, and, and you've, seen the, you've seen the clips at the end, if you've not seen them, uh, on Rumble on the Edge of the Matrix um, channel. Uh, and he's taking clips at the end, and they're, all, they're just so nice. Yeah, 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 they haven't just met a, 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 a rabid right-wing anti-Semitic blah, blah 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 hateful person. We're having a laugh and a joke, and oh, you sure you don't want some food? And, yeah, yeah. And she goes away. She goes, yes, it's like a terrible conspiracy. Couldn't even find a. Couldn't find a. a you know, this is the thing. You're right. Of course. Looks, looks like. Of course, they have the whole article written, and they're just waiting to put, you know, this quote and that quote in there just to kind of round it off. It doesn't matter what you say to them in those situations. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, they're out to hatch jobs. But it looks like it looks like they're going to really ramp things up now. I mean, we've got, we've got the online safety bills, um, digital, you know, laying the groundwork for digital ID, all the rest of it. So um, they're coming after us. Luckily, again... I've, I've no skeletons in the closet. Um, you know, open and above, uh, above board and honest about everything that we do. You know, we say, tell people what we're going to do, or we ask them, you know, if they think it's a good idea. Um, we will borrow ideas from others, uh, other papers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, um, for as long as it for as long as it keeps going, I mean, um, you know, we're still obviously after more uh, more people to distribute, more people to contribute. Uh, art words, the whole works. If you know the light paper, um, uh, you obviously know um, the, the kind of thing that we're doing. Um, and really, like I say, I thought I, I'd like to see, it, I'd like to see it catch on, uh, you know, across the world because, we're, like I say, we, we don't, we'll lose with weapons. They, they've got drone swarms and things, <laughs> and probably robot dogs by now, and you know, all the black mirror stuff. Um, and we can't wait to test it out. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of advanced tech that, that obviously they haven't revealed yet. Um, but when they do the great reset and you know, oh, look at this shiny new world. And oh, They'll make it good. They're, oh, they're not going to sell it as 1984 jackboots on the ground. It's got to be super, you know what I mean? Flying cars and everything's, we've finally made it into the 21st century kind of thing. You know, just 
sign up for your digital ID and you'll get credits on your universal central bank cash card. Um, and happy, I mean, it's weird because you tell people this is going on and they go, ah, oh, well, you know, rulers are rulers. They've always been like that. They've always been tyrannical. They've always been ourselves. They've just got a better way of doing it. But this is permanent. That's, that's the difference. I mean, every time in the past when they've got too much, the people have gone, no, and there's been a revolution or a revolt or a civil war or whatever it is. Um, so at some point... <laughs> you know, you hit on it there when you bring up the digital ID and the online hate bills and all of this censorship that's coming for online speech. It, it, obviously, the idea of doing a physical print newspaper that you distribute by hand is kind of a great end run around all of that type of censorship, isn't it? Speak to that idea. How innovative. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it, it's, a, it's a development on from flyers because the first thing um, that I published, I suppose, was in 2020 with the Coronavirus Act, um, specifically Schedule 21, which allowed them to come into your house and take, you know, if they suspect you and take your children and all the rest of it, and English is home, no longer is a castle. So I did... Um, we, did, we did these flyers, and I can't remember how, we did, how many we did in there. It was a lot, 100,000, 150,000, I'm not sure. Um, and it, it was that kind of network that that, that, um, that that it grew from. But having that togetherness with the big marches in 2020 and everybody you know, connecting and going down on coaches, and, you know what I mean? And you see the same, you know, a lot of the same people as well. So that network that's all over the country has not been hired you know, whatever, it's, it's completely word of mouth. It's decentralised. It's beautifully decentralised. Um, and, and, and coordinated. But I, don't, I actually don't coordinate the, the distribution side, which is great. I don't do the advertising side. I don't do uh, the layout side. You know, the, the, everybody does a job. And if you if it sounds like a great idea to you, you know, I, I want to get paper started, I want to get true paper started, um, it's actually pretty easy to to do because you've got a lot of models to go from. I'm, I'm available to, to you know, email me. I'll, I'll, I'll answer any questions for you. But, um, you know, it, it's, um, for me, like I say, they're not going to stop with the digital. It's going to get more sensitive. There's going to be more control. So everybody needs to, um, you know, work out offline ways of, of um, beating the system, if you like, and getting information out there. Because the other thing is, with totalitarianism, it, they have to give the impression that everybody agrees with them, even if they don't. So, okay, it's crazy a lot about we can, 20 miles an hour, or we can, we can teach sex to, to children now, all, all this nonsense. And, and obviously the media and the power oh, was, well, like, oh, really? Am I the only one, am I, am I the only one that thinks that way? No, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to the woman at the post office this morning. Is telling me she got fired from her old job because of a trans issue, and she wasn't, you know, ah, I hate trans or anything. She was talking to another woman about taking a bra off at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Oh, I can't go. You know what I mean? It's like also, oh, I can't wait to get me get me kicked off or what? You know what I mean? And she got hauled into the office and all the rest of it. So stand up, stand up, because that's free. Saying no, kiss my ass, walk away. Never be afraid to walk away, because this will end in. Yeah, it's going to end in certain certain um, permanent tyranny for our children. You know, Darren, I, I know there is at least one person in the audience listening to this conversation who thinks, yeah, that's a great idea. Someone should do that. 
and is looking around for that someone in their area to start the newspaper and not realizing the person is staring them in the mirror. What are you, what would you say to the, that person to get them motivated to, to get out there and do this? If you've got the urge, if it's like, yeah, let, let's, let's, let's create it. Cause that, the the vision of actually having a paper was what kept us going through all the obvious obstacles and, the, and everything else and the learning curves um, that we had to go through. Um, but absolutely, you know, if it's right, people will come. If you already got a bit of a network, if you already, you know, um, uh, connected to activists in in the real world as well as as well as online, um, then you know it, that's half that's half the issue. You got you got your distribution network because you can't go through the shops. Obviously, you know I mean that was the that was the first thing that we thought of. Um, so the distribution network, and then uh, to be honest with you, you can you, you can you can take articles from our paper. You can take articles from um, obviously the Irish Light, the Light Australia. Um, so do, do, I mean, we all share. So you know, everybody can. You know, so so in terms of um, material and, and filling it up, no problem at all. Um, just get 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 the thing going, get it get it get a printer, and and, and away you go. It's not actually rocket science. We started with uh, twenty thousand copies. Uh, it was twelve hundred pound the very first one. You there? Um, twelve hundred pound the very first one. Um, and now we are well. Our peak, we did three hundred thousand copies. Um, uh, December twenty was it twenty two? It was going to be the, the second lockdown. Was it? it was twenty one. Years of, um, um, uh, yeah, we're still we're still we're still doing like hundred, uh, well over a hundred thousand, um, every single month, um, and it's growing steadily as well. So, um, yeah, and and, and <laughs> we, we also employ people. It's it's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's a good thing if you if, if you've got a good idea and it's a good thing, go for it. You know, and by all means, I'm here for any any advice that you need. I'm sure Sean at Druthers and and we got David at Light Australia, um, more than happy to help um, with anything you need. Once again, that is Darren Nesbitt of The Light Paper at thelightpaper.co.uk. You can go there and take a look at the most recent issue and the archive of issues of The Light Paper. I believe they're on, um, am I going to say volume 37? Issue 37, September 2023 is the latest one as I'm staring at the homepage right now with a front page article on the age of tyranny. Certainly not something you're going to see on the front page of The Sun or the mirror or the daily fail or whatever they're reading in the news uh, paper world in uh, england these days no this is actual news not scandal and celebrity gossip and nonsense so um again go read through it for yourself you can virtually scan through the pages but of course the point of this print publication is not to be read online it is to be read in the real world and so if you are in england you might be interested in how you can get your hands on a copy of it how you can distribute if you are interested in, in purchasing some and distributing them or volunteering to help out with that, there's there's a lot of things you can do. Obviously, take a look through it first and see if it's the type of thing that you want to devote your time to. But if you do, then you can go to lightpaper.co.uk and you there is a contact form. There's information about how to um, contribute, how to advertise, how to become a distributor, etc. So there are different ways that you can reach out. And it's not just what uh, you can do for the light paper. It's what the light paper can do for you. As Darren has mentioned, if you are serious about starting a, your own newspaper in your own country, wherever you happen to be, and you have 
a specific question about this or that process or what have you. Darren is happy to spread whatever info he has and help you out in whatever way he can. It's trying to get this idea out further. And even if you are completely opposed to the light and you're a Mariana Spring clutching your pearls at the idea that the people, oh my god, I can't believe anyone would talk about tyranny <laughs> in the UK. Ah, um, Great, wonderful. So you're whatever. You're a green wokey who loves the World Economic Forum and kisses the feet of the Schwabs of the world. Great. Start your own newspaper. Sure. I ain't gonna stop you. I wouldn't ex expect to or presume to have the authority to do so even if I wanted to, but I don't want to. I want everyone out there putting their own information out in whatever way they feel is appropriate and being free to do so because that is the lifeblood of this this wonderful democracy that we're all living under right everybody gets their say everybody gets their opinion everybody gets their voice heard and reasonable human beings can decide what they want to do with their life right we all agree with those principles that we've all been spouting our whole life right well anyway as i say um uh, just to show that, again, making your own newspaper is not some pie-in-the-sky idea that could never work in real life. It is working in real life, and not just in England. There are multiple examples of this. So, case in point, if you saw my recent editorial on the COVID protesters, where are they now? You will see how I broke down the stories and followed what the establishment media doesn't want to do, follow the stories of some of these COVID protesters and even just pregnant mothers who were posting on Facebook and others who were violently arrested um, in various ways during the, the depths of the scandemic. And the follow-up, of course, oh, and all charges dropped because, of course, what they were doing was not illegal. And they were just basically punishing these people with the process and never expecting to actually you know, lock them away for years, etc. right? Um, that's the follow-up that the establishment media doesn't want you to dwell on because it's, oh, you know, instead of being terrified of, oh no, the boys in blue and what they're going to do to you, maybe, maybe more people should have been standing up because it was all a complete charade and a house of cards that was easily blown down after the fact. But at any rate, um, having said that, one of the people that I featured in that editorial was Mr. Sean Jason, who, um, again, you can find out more information from various sources, including some of those fact-checkers, but not so much. There's no Mariana Spring in Canada that's doing the same thing to Sean Jason as Mariana Spring did to Darren Nesbitt's, at least not yet. Um, which also goes to show, again, for people to think, well, if I... If I so much as buy one of these papers, oh my god, I'll be on a list and they'll come after me. And uh, Well, Sean Jason, for one, uh, has not experienced any sort of untoward behavior in that sense from his newspaper activities. Of course, if you go and read my editorial, you'll find out what happened when he tried to help with the Freedom Convoy and the interesting uh, process that he's been in for years now, um, a couple of years, with his bank. But that's a related but slightly different story. Today, I want to talk about Druthers, um, the newspaper that he started in Canada um, in 2020, looking around at the craziness that was happening and wanting to do something about this. He started Druthers, a independent newspaper that has now distributed 8 million copies of its various issues to Canadians. That's an incredibly large amount of newspapers for a relatively small country. So, Awesome. Wonderful. How on earth do you go about doing this? Well, I wanted to find out more about this. I think other people in the audience might be interested in the story of Druthers and what Sean Jason does, what kind of kickback and pushback he's received, and what kind of support he's gotten, and how 
this this activist from Canada was able to start and launch a, a successful independent newspaper. What what kind of alchemy was involved? Well, we don't have to speculate about that. I had the chance recently to talk directly to Sean Jason about that, and I asked him. Oh, I started out by asking him about specifically what kind of pushback he's received or what kind of uh, disinformation fact checks that he's been subject to so far. And this is what he had to say. Well, actually, okay, I don't know much about you and your background. Tell, tell me about who you are, where you came from, how you got involved in any of this. Jeez, um, where to begin? I guess the best place to begin really would be um, about 18 years ago when somebody handed me a tape about 9-11. Um, and that day, everything in me changed, and I became, I guess, what we'd call a truther. Um, and I've been on that page ever since. But then when Corona Days came around, um, I had a project, an activism project called I Love You, Pass It On. It was a feel-good way to unite humanity. But then Corona Days came along, and I felt the need to get a little more loud and uh, <laughs> reach more people. So the idea to start a paper came along. And that's pretty much the, the sum of how that started. So it was December 2020, we made our first issue of uh, 25,000 copies, and it just kind of went crazy after that. The next month, we did we printed double the run and did 50,000, because we raised twice as much, and then it doubled again, it doubled again, and then we were at 500,000 in May. Um, it kind of went crazy. Um, we've now kind of dropped down and plateaued at around 200 to 250,000 copies is what we do each month right now. You know, so for a grand total of eight and a half million newspapers. That's kind of, incredible. Kind of I mean, for a country yeah. the size of Canada, that truly is amazing for a grassroots newspaper that just came out of nowhere. Um, that There's obviously speaks to the, 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 the plight of the Canadian people thirsting for this information. So it must have been welcomed with open arms by the establishment. Hey, great. We've got another um, media entity cropping up. Yay, right? I do find it interesting how, how much they haven't really attacked or reached out or I haven't really received much friction, I guess you could say, that I kind of anticipated by now. Three years into this and uh, they pretty much leave us alone. They write the occasional article and call me a hater and stuff, but uh, they pretty much leave me alone, which is interesting. First they ignore you, then they fight you, laugh at you, then they fight you, then you, then you win. Is that how that works? Well. Yeah. I guess so. you got a few more stages to go yet. All right. Well, uh, all right. Tell Bring us, it. tell us about starting a newspaper. I mean, is this something in your background or did you just decide to do it no. or how did it work? I don't know. My whole life, I, I bore with jobs typically very easily. So I've had a lot of jobs. I've worked for like 60 different companies at least, uh, had numerous, uh, small business ventures and I've just done a lot of different things. And so when the idea came around for a newspaper at that time, I was, I was doing carpentry work and uh, um, I love you. Pass it on that feel good project to put shirts on people and spread cards and say, I love you. Pass it on. That was my primary, uh, my primary income for some time before Corona days. Uh, and then all of that dried up and then druthers started. And now we live in a great big house with eight of us live here. It's kind of crazy. I got the crew together. We rented a big house together and we work, live and play here. And it's kind of awesome. We got a lot of fun. You know, it's an inspiring story. And especially for people all around the world. I mean, there may be someone sitting there in Argentina or, or Brazil or Hong Kong or who knows where, who may be similarly interested in doing this. And Obviously, every person in every country is going to face their own particular challenges, right? Um, and they would be different than Canada. But 
you can at least speak to the the idea of starting this up and that it's not an insurmountable obstacle for people to do, right? You know, it's funny. A lot of people come at us and go and think that we must have a team of like 60 people. And, and I mean, sort of we do. I mean, there's a thousand. There's thousands of people all across Canada if we count all our passionate readers who are distributing. But as far as the core team, there's only eight of us here, really, that um, plus a couple of others, I guess 10 people total really you know, do this every month. Um, and that's in addition to just the paper. Really, it only takes about three of us to actually do the paper itself. So it's really not that big of a task. Um, it was five weeks after I decided to do it uh, back in 2020, five weeks after. Uh, and we had our first skit of 25,000 papers. Um, and yeah, it really pumped people up. They got pretty excited. And away we went. Awesome. Uh, tell us about uh, your some of the issues or articles that stand out from your memory. Oh, boy. Um, that's a good question from my memory. <laughs> I don't know. I was just seeing the one today, though, that was uh, eight reasons not to jab your children. And I had a picture, uh, a cartoon of Ben Garrison on the front that said, make it a good spin, Billy. And on the Wheel of Fortune, there was, you know, myocarditis and all kinds of other. Yeah, that, that's when I was just remembering today when I saw but um, yeah, I don't know how to answer that one. There's so much information. It's, it's crazy. And I don't even really remember what's in each paper. It goes out and I start thinking on the next one. And so I'm not sure. Spoken like a true editor who's constantly dealing with the next issue, not the last issue. Yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. so, Moving forward. Exactly. So tell people how they can find Druthers if they are in Canada and if they're not in Canada. Sweet. Well, yeah. And um, druthers.net is the website where people can come and reach out to us if they want to get the paper um, or for we have various ways to do that because each month we print um, uh, 250 or so thousand papers each month and we ship skids to key people all across the country from the, that's our hubs. People, volunteers from there go to the hubs, collect papers and distribute them all over. So if somebody wants to help distribute, we can hook it up that way and they can get papers for free and give them out in their neighborhood. That's how most of the papers are given out. But then there's also uh, subscriptions. People can go to the website and subscribe and have it delivered right to their mailbox. Um, and that's helpful because we make a small handling fee on that one. So that really helps Druthers because we make nothing off the donations. That's entirely prints papers and ship skids. So um, subscriptions are a really big help in this whole thing. So please get a subscription if you're into that. Um, and that's pretty much it. And neighborhood mail, actually, that's been something we've been doing for a year now where people can come to the website and tell us what neighborhood they would like blanketed with druthers. And we have Canada Post go and put it in every single deliverable address in whatever area that our customer chooses. And so it's we've done 500 and some thousand papers that way um, since we started doing the neighborhood mail. So that's in addition to the fundraised ones. So we've done an extra half a million copies. Once again, that is Sean Jason of the Druthers newspaper. And like the light paper, the Druthers uh, newspaper also has a, an online presence that you can find at druthers.net, where you can read online versions of the articles and see the sort of the digital version of this newspaper. But again, to experience the newspaper itself, it's better to be in Canada and to actually have a physical copy. So there are details about how you can get your copy, how you can become a distributor. Again, volunteer to help out with that. Um, donate. Um, there's a shop, etc. So there are ways that you can support Druthers monetarily. And similarly to Darren, again, Sean is 
interested in helping other people around the world do this for themselves. So if you are seriously starting a newspaper yourself and, again, have technical questions, etc., you can get in touch with people like Darren, like Sean, like others who want this idea to spread. Unlike the BBCs of the world, they want people to have a voice. So um, this, uh, this goes to show, once again, this is not a pipe dream. This is an actual reality that is already actually happening in the real world, going, ongoing, real newspapers that have been distributed to millions of people, even in small countries like Canada. It can be done. It is being done. So I think this is uh, a a good follow-up to our earlier discussion, make your own newspaper, but also a good kick in the posterior for anyone who's sitting on the fence and maybe has contemplated this in the past. It can be done. It is being done. It is not impossible. Of course, not everyone is going to go out there and start their own newspaper. I am aware of that. And so for those who don't, again, there are many ways that if you are interested, again, go take a look at this, see if the editorial policies, etc. are something that you are in line with, if this is something that you're interested in. If it is, then there are many ways that you can help out. You can become a distributor, you can bulk order, what have you. Or, hey, uh, if you're a business and you want to advertise, you can get in touch with them. They don't, uh, the Druthers at, at any rate hasn't done a lot of advertising yet, but maybe they would be open to it. Anyway, there are a lot of ways that you can pitch in, even if you are not going to start, literally start your own newspaper. Um, but having said that, there are also, I mean, there are very creative, there are no limit to the creative ways that you can, uh, take advantage of the print medium and various ways of getting messages out there, um, to the public in ways that they may not be expecting. And on that note, I want to give a hat tip, a special hat tip to Corbett Report member, longtime commenter, Home Remedy Supply, who in the Corbett Report comment section of the recent Solutions Watch on Monkey Wrenching the New World Order had a brilliant, wonderful, simple idea for helping to distribute news and information to people who may not be expecting it. <laughs> um, he had this comment up, advertise in online newspaper with link to documentary. And he said that shortly after James Corbett and Brock completed the Who is Bill Gates series, I lined up online ads in the Dallas area's Star Local Media, P- Plano Star Courier, and other affiliated city local lo- locales? Locals? I had a header ad and a box ad. When a person clicked on them, it would take them to corporatereport.com slash gates, the homepage for the documentary. And there's the image header and the image box. He's left the links there so you can take a look. Uh, The paper wanted me to put some type of large, lame disclaimer on the ad. Their their verbiage proposal was pretty bad and was terrible marketing for my purpose. We went back and forth. Finally, I got them to agree to the viral, this viral video is the uncensored perspective of the advertisers. Notice the plural. It was just me, but plurality gives me the elevation. (laughs) Yeah, excellent. Wonderful. I love ideas like that. Simple, but so simple and so, um, so unassuming that I think they slip around again, the censorship dragnet. So hats off to people like Home Remedy Supply who are finding interesting ways to insert information. So even the enemy propaganda system, even newspapers that may not be interested in this type of information, well, there may still be ways to get this information out there. Um, So again, put your thinking caps on. There are lots of ways around this. And I just want to once again, highlight and go back to this idea. Physical print is something that I think the powers that shouldn't be are afraid of because it is not part of their digital gulag crackdown, at least not yet. They don't have the power to come in and just start raiding offices of 
enemy newspapers, because that's what tyrants do, right? And they have to form this whole narrative around disinformation, etc. But papers like The Light and Druthers and many others, and again, even if you disagree with those newspapers, you can make your own. It is possible. And this is how we shape the narrative for ourselves. So hats off to the people who are out there doing this in all the different ways. The the Nesbits and Jasons, but also the home remedies, home remedy supplies, and others who are out there finding ways around the censorship dragnet. Great, keep at it, and let's highlight those success stories as they happen. I'm sure there are many others, so I'd love to hear more about them in the comment section. Go to corporatereport.com/solutionswatch-newspapers and leave more comments about newspapers in your area or other ideas that you have for evading the censorship crackdown. But I think that's going to do it for this edition of Solutions Watch. I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, thanking you for joining me. I'm going to join you again in the very near future.